0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and member FDSE.
1: Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly.
2: 1-800-858-858. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Backers, together and loving it. TNC's apply.
0: We were talking uh, not that long ago, it seems, about the the sacking of uh, of Glenn Moore and uh, who they were going to get, and all of a sudden Wayne Smith comes in and brings in uh, Sir Graham Henry, and um, you know other people might cry around him. Brings in every coach and resource that he can get to help them, and they responded. Simply a great story, and more on that uh, throughout the morning, of course, and throughout the year, I would think, as we look forward to Christmas, which is not too far away. But, Logan, uh, yeah, I was away for three and a half weeks, and uh, it was a pretty busy three and a half weeks and action-packed. Uh, dominated a little bit by the weather particularly around the Melbourne area which uh, saw two or three games called off which was a great
2: shame but uh, there were some gr- pretty cool moments yeah there was I am personally Smithy really glad that the weather didn't dictate how the final was going to go down. I know there was a lot of concern around that. The weather forecast in Melbourne didn't look great for Sunday and also didn't look very good for Monday and the reserve day. But it all held off, and we got, some, we got plenty of great cricket in the end there, Smithy. Uh, I know one that's probably going to live the most with New Zealanders, actually, is your line coming out of uh, what was an awesome performance by the Black Caps against Australia at the SCG
1: straight
0: up and this could be it Conway is underneath it is this the moment New Zealand can finally celebrate they certainly can and that is a good old fashioned hiding whatever way you look at it yeah it was actually and that was uh, probably the most clinical T20 performance I've seen from a New Zealand side for a long period of time and it effectively knocked Australia out of the World Cup. That was the only match they lost. They lost a couple of points uh, or a point through rain, as we did as well but it murdered their run rate to a great degree which they're never really able to recover from and they sort of stuttered along and there's a, there's a post-mortem looking into uh, Australian T20 cricket at the moment. Um, they're about to play this afternoon. In fact uh, a one day international against uh, England the Adelaide Oval but uh, different form of the game, but most of the same players were involved. But. So, yeah, Finn Allen is 42 off 16 balls. That was pretty exciting, too. And uh, he was a kid that just hit the ground running. He really did. That was sp- what he did to Mitchell Stark and co. Uh, was quite amazing.
1: Stark over the wicket bowls, and Finn, beautiful strike, straight down the ground. One bounce over the rope at long on for four. Take that starking in and bowls and allen goes again bigger this time it'll carry it along on for six it is quite a four8 from Finn Allen who punches hard straight back past the umpire for four more he is taking toll on Mitch Stark in this opening over Hazelwood's last ball of the over he delivers on the drive square drive out through cover flayed it to the boundary for four Cummins bowls to him and he pulls for six yes. 35 to his name, Stoinis over the wicket bowls to him, he advances that might be the best yet, it is the most magnificent straight hit into the stands at mid on Hazelwood bowls to him, Allen's bowled on the advance right through and Hazelwood puts an end to what has been nothing short of blunt force trauma from Finn Allen at the top of the New Zealand order
2: how good was the atmosphere there at the SCG, Smithy?
0: Well, it stunned them, really. Of course, it was Australian dominated crowd, but it stunned them. And uh, nobody, nobody in Australia really knew too much about Finn Allen, I'll be honest with you. Um, he made a fleeting appearance in the Cairns uh, tri series, uh, not tri series, a uh, uh, triple header, the, the 50 over game. He got 50 in that. So they, they knew who he was, but they didn't know much about his striking power. Uh, and so, to be fair, he, um, he was brilliant absolutely brilliant and I think when he left uh, we were about 56 uh, after four overs and um, you know it, it was just the, the basis for a fantastic performance that day so uh, it was it was it was terrific it really was and um, you know it was just the fact that that performance uh, was so clinical we could never really improve on it in fact we never did you know we, we sort of went downhill from that uh, point onwards and we're never able to reach those dizzy heights again but one player that did. And he's made everyone's tournament team as a result of that. It's Glenn Phillips, of course. Glenn Phillips was absolutely amazing. Only 200 scored in the T20 World Cup. One by Riley Rousseau from South Africa. And Glenn Phillips, the other against Sri Lanka.
3: Phillips on 66. He waits. Fane's going over on the offside. Hits down the ground. And long on. And he's hit it straight. And over. Runs back over the wicket to Phillips, who's standing well outside a leg stump. Then goes inside now, hits it high over extra cover. Oh my lord, that's gone all the way! How dare you! How very dare you, Glenn Phillips! In waits outside a leg stump and heaves this one to Lord's Long on. He's hit it very straight, it's hit it high on the bat, and it's gone for six more. It's a short one, and he pulls it away back with a square.
2: That, of course, was our very own Daniel McCarty calling the games for SNZ alongside Grant Elliott, Smithy. Man, that was the almost the making of the man, wasn't it? He had such a great tournament, and the only New Zealander named in the tournament team as well. Yeah,
0: he played without fear. And uh, I was working with Shane Watson. You remember Shane Watson, of course, a very good Australian cricketer, a uh, number of records and a hell of a T20 player in his own right. And <clears throat> he talked about Finn Allen, and he talked about Glenn Phillips, and he said of all the cricketers he's seen come out of the New Zealand uh, way of th- doing things he said they, they were the two most fearless he'd seen for quite some time uh, and that I think is what you need in T20 cricket you've got to be prepared to get out uh, and accept the fact that you're going to get out trying to, to advance the score quite quickly and um, of course uh, we know full well that that wasn't the case with a number of uh, two or three of our batsmen and that was one of the reasons that we weren't able to get that momentum going forward <clears throat> but it wasn't just the new zealanders that started in the whole show of course uh, pakistan who have been our nemesis in uh, world cups for a long period of time uh, they fronted up with some really good performances including an amazing performance by shadab khan when they really needed it against uh, south africa
1: shadab on eight waits
0: gets it everything he's got Six runs in the shut-up, oh. full toss, and responded in kind by the Pakistani batsman. Shut-up, waits, a full of pitch delivery, you know what,
1: it's another six. It is, it's another six, shut-up can't take a bow, 50 off, 20 balls. Ah. Now bowling from the Randwick end, comes into the attack, and removes the skipper caught behind 52 oh! with the bat now he's followed up clean bold
2: Markram
0: didn't stand a chance shutouts on fire
2: it was on fire smithy I, I love <laughs> the atmosphere there so good
0: he was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So hey, look, um, I, I really did like Pakistan. I thought they were a terrific side. They just couldn't get it together in the final. They, they were a, l- a little bit like us in the semi-final. They just got uh, a little bit lost in the headlights of the occasion, I think, and uh, they didn't play their best cricket. Mm. Minnows, uh, the minnow sides, and we, uh, you know, it's, it's a term that you use, I guess, reservedly. Minnows, uh, but the lesser lights, the sides that aren't supposed to win games, did. Uh, including Ireland Of course Ireland uh, knocking over England Which is huge And how England let that happen When they knew the rain was around And they missed out by four runs On the Duckworth Lewis system I do not understand How they ever let that happen With all the technology that's involved in the game these days But they were never ahead of Ireland on run rate When they should have been It was crazy um, And you could see um, the frustration from England When Ireland went awarded that game And uh, the Irish fans that were at the ground And the Irish players did a lap of honour For goodness sake Beating England in a World Cup, it was great and then they had another moment, a special individual moment, guess who, uh, against us, uh, and that was of course uh, at Adelaide, and a fellow by the name of Josh Little, who had had a pretty good tournament, had an even better one after that day out
3: It's nice and close to the stumps, but he drags his length down and he's hit high, to deep backwards square, coming around, taking a very good catch, as Delaney I think, two hands around chin height Jimmy Nisham, ah! it's Plum LBW first ball Full of length, swatting right across the line, and it's thundered into his back leg. Mitchell Santner on strike. Oh, big shot for RBW, he's got it! You see her!
2: Yeah, what a story. Ireland were Smithy, but not the only uh, nation, associate nation to think of when you think of this tournament and how well they've done. But what about Netherlands?
0: Well, I, f- I did that game, I commentated that game. It was a neutral game, and it was uh, game one of a double header. So we arrived at the ground thinking that um, South Africa would uh, go through, and we would be playing South Africa in the World Cup semi final in Sydney. That's the way it was mapped out. I mean, you know, people had packed their bags, going in all sorts of different directions, expecting that to happen. And then, of course, the Netherlands happened uh, and an incredible performance. And uh, the Netherlands is a very interesting side, if you break it down. Um, The statistician I was working alongside, Richard Isaacs, told me there was players from seven different countries, seven different birth countries, who make up the Netherlands side, including some South Africans who had uh, key moments in that game. So it was bittersweet for South Africa in that regard. But beating South Africa by 13 runs quite astonishing, and it changed the face of the whole World Cup.
1: Comes in, bowls to Norkie, who smacks it away through the covers for four, and the Dutch celebrate. You'll really see that. The boundary conceded, and the celebrations begin. But Netherlands have beaten South Africa. They have knocked South Africa out of the World Cup in 2022. The orange huddle forms in the middle of the ground. The South African batters congratulate them, shake their hands, but they will be devastated. They finish on five points in the group. Pakistan or Bangladesh will finish on six points at some point later today and it will knock them out of the World Cup. We've seen some famous moments here at this historic Adelaide Oval.
3: We've seen upsets, we've seen great performances, we've seen great wins, but this is a significant moment in the history of cricket that just played out in front of us.
2: Yeah, very significant moment there, Smithy, in cricket history. And of course, fast-forwarding now to the <laughs> final, England. England just just did it all there at the MCG, didn't they? They did,
0: actually. Um, They were fantastic. Um, uh, And I've got to say that, uh, you know, they, as I said, they were the most complete side. When you you bat a guy like Chris Jordan at number 10, you you have the license to know that um, if you get in trouble, you've got enough batting to get you out of it. Uh, And then, of course, you have this fellow by the name of Ben Stokes, Canterbury-born fellow. We can claim him if you like, but uh, to be fair, he doesn't play cricket for us. He wins cricket against us, and he wins cricket for England. And he does it on the big occasions so often. It is uh, quite amazing how he can just handle the biggest stage, stand on the biggest stage and handle it with ease. Uh, We've seen it on two or three occasions, key, key moments, that Ben Stokes has been able to win games for England. So, yep, it was Ben Stokes and it was England, uh, and I think deservedly in all over the whole tournament that they uh, managed to lift the trophy.
1: Ben Stokes, ever-present, faces up. He swings across the line and hits the winning run. Ben Stokes waves his bat in jubilation to 80,000 at the MCG. And England stands as the dominant force in white ball crickets.
2: Now, Smithy, we heard during the tournament uh, from Mark Howard. he was speaking with Staffy and talked about how much he loves commentating in these arenas alongside the likes of you. Well, but what about for you? What's, what's the experience like for you coming back to a World Cup and commentating alongside your peers?
0: Well, you, you never get sick of it and you never get sick of uh, the camaraderie in the commentary box and you've work with people for the first time. Uh, I'd have worked with uh, a lot of people for the first time in this particular tournament. Uh, The likes of uh, Buzzard Khan, who, of course, uh, was the lone raider Uh, when it came for Pakistan. He was the man that was uh, doing all the commentating for him. Owen Morgan, who I hadn't really met before too much, of course, former captain of, of England against us in the 2019 final. And all those people that you hadn't worked with for a while. So it's great to catch up with them uh, for start. But point, uh, point two is that it's such a, a, a great event. Any World Cup is such a fantastic event. And you get those atmospheres. And they invented a, a new sort of position, Logan, which was the sideline commentator, which it hadn't really happened in cricket very often. And I was lucky enough to be sideline for India against Pakistan as a neutral commentator. 93,000 people. 93,000 people. Um, and you know, I just was blown away by being able to stand down there uh, in front of them and watch the game ebb and fly. I watched uh, Virat Kohli play the innings of a lifetime there. He said one of his best ever, just take uh, Pakistan out of it, uh, but it was just the most enthralling atmosphere. They say uh, the AFL Grand Final is just something you've got to go to, even if you're not a footy fan. You've got to go to get the experience. Uh, well, I, I've got to say, I have... Um, I've experienced everything now with ninety-three thousand India versus Pakistan in Melbourne. Quite, quite amazing.
2: Yeah, I love the way that they incorporated the sideline commentator role there for this World Cup. And speaking of that game, there, and you had the wave going on there at the MCG, and you were just engulfed in just a sea of green, just so many fans. It was amazing scene, Smithy.
0: Yeah, green and blue, actually. Um, you know, it was just uh, ball by ball, the flags are flying in a different direction depending on who, who'd who hit a four, who'd hit a six, who'd lost a wicket. It was just um, uh, the ebbing and flowing of that particular game. Um, you know, and I, I heard that uh, over a million people watched the uh, Women's World Cup rugby final, which is great numbers, you know, when you look at what's uh, free to wear, and, of course, the, the Spark content as well. So over uh, a million people, which is an amazing number, an amazing number, Um But put that against half a billion. Half a billion watched India play Pakistan. Half a billion worldwide uh, watched that on television. So that's when you see uh, the numbers that are involved in cricket, etc. I did a bit of an exercise, actually, um, before we go to a break. Uh, And there's talk about um, who should get paid how much um, from the Women's Rugby World Cup. And they'll get a bonus. There's no doubt about it. And they do deserve a bonus. But New Zealand, actually... To be perfectly honest, New Zealand for finishing as a losing semi-finalist in that particular tournament, their T20 tournament. Uh, they made, uh, by my estimation, around $43,500 each. You divide that amongst 15 players. Uh, that, that's the way, I, th- I think, if I do the maths on the total prize money that was available to losing semi-finalists and divide it by the number of players in your squad around about $43,500 for being losing semi-finalists. That is how much money is involved in uh, cricket worldwide, particularly from an Indian point of view. Uh, If you are a privy to the broadcast and you hear all the things going on in your ear while you're trying to commentate, Star Television is the dominant force. They take an ad break. as every possible opportunity they can in cricket because they sell them at such a high price, and that is what's involved there. So, you know, um, (coughs) uh, you talk about uh, how how you balance the box and how how you um, tend to reward individual teams. And and, um, it's quite interesting, but it's all based around numbers and television numbers, advertising revenue, and that is exactly uh, what happened and came out of that. Uh, We'll take um, a short break. We'll be back shortly to invite your calls. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it, chicken and Macca's together and loving it.